The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome to episode 141 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. My name's Corey. And I'm Carlos. Michelle, lucky Michelle, is partying with John Williams and... Slash. 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 Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> At the Beautiful. Hollywood Bowl. She's rubbing elbows with some pretty, pretty high company there. As we speak. It's amazing. That's pretty awesome. So uh, hats off to Michelle, and I hope she uh, has a full report for us uh, later this week on Sith Disturbers. Ooh. Man, oh man. So how are you guys doing? Doing great, man. How are you doing? How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too shabby. Yeah, I played another show last night. Awesome. Good. Had so much fun. Yeah. I, oh, my God. It was so cool to be back on the stage at uh, the Pitsy Campus. and. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, selling t-shirts. Oh, geez. Whoring <laughs> myself out. <laughs> the type of show where you say, uh, I'll, I'll be over there selling t-shirts after the show. That's exactly it. <laughs> I actually have the, the proof. I have the videos. And if you're in my Patreon, you'll get those videos. Corey. <laughs> I just got an email today saying my... Uh, my uh... My payment for Patreon didn't go through this month. Yeah, it's funny. That keeps happening. <laughs> That's the first time you turned. I get emails. The first email I ever got like that, I was like, it's like, we're experiencing a problem with your, uh, <coughs> your payment this month. You've exceeded your Black Series allowance. Yep. <laughs> well, before we see into what kind of damage Corey did to his bank account this week, let's, uh, let's take care of some important business here. Uh, so you heard Jeff... Mr. Kelts, the Metal Mando, on our latest episode of, of Saber Rattling, if you are one of the powerful friends. But the, you know what? It's I think it's high time we bestow the honor of Knight of the Commonwealth on Mr. Kelts. The, the Meat Mando. Yeah! It's been a while since, I th- since we've knighted people on this show. We did Matt Salvatore a couple weeks ago, a month ago, but that was really, it was, it was uh, Steve Kirk and the boys in San Diego. Who did that knighting officially? So I think it's time we uh, we get Metal Mando, who's who's been such a supportive member of this community for man quite some time. It's it's a well deserved honor for Jeff, and uh, I think I think this is probably long overdue. Yeah, I agree. So Jeff, uh, congrats, congrats, man! Welcome to the Knights of the Commonwealth Roundtable. So we'll get to, so Jeff will have his name on the uh, the Star Wars Commonwealth night page as soon as we can get that. So Jeff, as you're hearing this, uh, send me a picture of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we got some other important business to take care of here this week before we get to our collecting update, and that would be the Ahsoka giveaway. Oh yeah! Nice. And I would do that right now if I could find the box of ballots. 
Where'd that go? Where is it? <laughs> Where's the ghost? The mini ghost box. It ghosted. There you go. Oh no, my kids were in here before. <laughs> <laughs> well, you two talk amongst yourselves while I find that. Yeah, so Corey, more about uh, this Patreon thing. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been waiting, and uh... <laughs> uh, don't worry, I'm gonna arrange no, no, no. it this week, Daryl. I'm gonna get it all set up. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just teasing. We had a I good. Have to, uh... I have to subscribe to like, man, I have to subscribe to a good like three or four, three or four different podcasts. Yeah. Oh, you got Patreon, get... Patreon, yeah, Patreon programs. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. No, for sure, it's fun. Oh, I just had my first giveaway. I uh, gave a an Angels T-shirt and a signed uh, Angels EP to Tim Truax in Calgary. Nice. So congrats, Tim. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I love doing the uh, Facebook Live to do the uh, to do the draws. So uh, I think uh, yeah, some fun stuff's happening on uh, on our end here. Yeah, I, fe- I think it's a fun way to do it. Maybe I'll stop doing them on the show. And uh, just do it like a, a you know once a month fa- Facebook Live thing just for that. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I don't. I don't know if you saw. You saw it in the group in uh, the Carlos Creates pa- uh, Facebook group. I don't know if you saw. It. I saw. I saw the, the post. Um, we were watching Black Panther at the time, so I didn't hit. I didn't hit play. But it's. I've, I. I have a lot of catching up to do <laughs> on the Patriot side of uh, Patreon side of things. Did you just say Patriots? I did. Ugh. I did. You should be banished. Sir. I should. I'll banish myself. I'll show myself out. <laughs> I'm disgusted uh. with myself. All right. So we have, let's, let's refresh this month. So we have a three and three quarter inch Ahsoka Black Series figure, a six inch Ahsoka Black Series figure, oh. and a, what's that, nine, nine or ten inch Ahsoka Forces of Destiny doll. Hmm. So it's the, it's the Ahsoka tri-pack. If you love Ahsoka, you will love this little giveaway. And uh, let's let's dive in. Let's find out who's going to take it this month. Shake, shake, shake. The winner this month is... Derek. Derek. Derek DeVerney, my friend. Nice. There Congrats, you go. Man. Wow, go, buddy. Derek, I'm very happy for you, sir. This is a great, great pack. I'm, I'm trying. I had, I had a perfect size box for this, and I can't find it. I'm misplacing everything this weekend. I'll make a note of yeah, that. If, if you're like half, half the Ahsoka fan, like Kyle and R.I. are, then <laughs> you're, you're going to be super stoked <laughs> with this. It's a good like way to begin, like a little, you know, uh, when you devote to a character, like a little shrine or whatever you want to call it. You know. Yeah, that's kind of half the intent of it. Although I have a sneaking suspicion, Derek's got a, got a little bit of a you know Ahsoka love in him, so either he's got a shrine already, or he'll be happy to start one. But Derek, man, congrats! I'm gonna get this out to you as soon as I can, and welcome to the winner's circle. And uh, like I mentioned in our Patreon newsletter this week, uh, doing a little promo to see if we can get some new powerful friends in the family. And. Um, should I mention what what this month's prize is just to uh, whet the appetite? Uh, yes, bring it ahead, on, please. So For next, once you're prepared. I love this. <laughs> hey, I told you guys, I I know what I'm giving away for the rest of the year. Awesome. But for ne- our next giveaway is going to be that super cool six inch black series, Mimban Stormtrooper. 
Oh, damn, yo. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So we're going to yeah, do I don't that. I that. No, you don't. I mean... I- I would, I would, and I, I like to stick with uh, the characters that I, I, you know, I have specific uh, characters that I like to collect, but um, that Mimba and Stormtrooper is badass. It's Dude. really, really nice here. I've, I've got it here on my desk. It's the, the weathering, the paint job of, of the dirt and the scuffing. It's so nice. It's so well done. What a great Dude, figure. Cape. Yeah, and, it's, and, it's, and a nice little soft goods cape. It's perfect, man. What a great figure. So once again, Derek, congratulations. And for the powerful friends, if, if you've got some pals out there who need some Star Wars in their life, uh, there's there's a you can sweeten the deal for yourself and maybe get uh, maybe stack the odds in your favor. And then I've, I'm really excited to give do do the giveaways for the rest of the year. They're going to be awesome. All right, so Corey. Let's jump into the, the collecting update here. What have you got this week? Uh, not too, too much, but it's actually a really cool one. Like I have, I've been hoping to find this eventually, like somewhere if I was, you know, at a specialty comic shop or something like that, but I actually found it at that Funko pop store in Vaudreuil, the video drawn, whatever. Anyhow, I'm, I'm looking around and I see captain Malcolm Reynolds, <laughs> but like a, a black series, uh, six inch version kind of like not it's not black series but it's like of that detail you know and it was marked down to like 19 bucks so i could not pass that up cool if you if you ever see an iron giant funko pop in your travels let me know i got one you have iron giant well i got him from uh ready player one which is should be readily available still Hmm. where did you do you remember where you scored yours uh, I ordered it from uh, like some. It's basically like Funko Pop Canada. All right. Well, whatever. If you see one in in your travels, let me know, or just grab it and and uh, message me. Word. Uh, Carlos, anything on uh, on your ledger this week? Uh, no. But uh, instead Carlos of spending... has blood on his ledger. Instead of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> instead of spending 19 that's bucks a, that's a guilty spend... laugh <laughs> instead of spending 19 bucks on something you can spend 5 bucks and become a patron Corey that's uh... <laughs> it's 5 bucks? oh I'm out <laughs> 5 bucks on the top tier join everybody else who's in the top tier he's only he's only got me for 2 Carlos because <laughs> I have to I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a part of the show and he's like pay I'm like can't you just send me the episode <laughs> pay no pay me um nothing for me this week although i am excited to start seeing uh, anakin starfighter the lego one in stores so i didn't buy it but uh, i will that'll be something i I pick up sooner than later i think it's it's a cool looking set have you seen that carlos no i haven't actually it's you haven't seen it i've seen it pretty readily, readily available oh carlos doesn't shop at walmart well, if it's at Walmart, it's everywhere. Because you know, we had we had trouble finding it here at f- when this first, or at least the most recent wave of, of uh, Lego merch dropped. I had trouble finding that Anakin Starfighter, and suddenly this weekend is is the first time I actually saw it. So uh, check it, check for it now if you're looking for it. That's one of the better priced ones in terms of value. So if you're looking for it, it can be found. Oh, sorry, I lied. I saw it at Toys R Us two weeks ago. Well, there you go. 
Yeah. Like, no, he, I, I did. I did. I just didn't get it. I didn't pick it up yet because I'm getting it. I'm getting it with uh, Luke's X-wing. So uh, I'm gonna use my uh, my VIP points. That ship can move, man. I've been watching a lot of the Clone Wars again. Going in for a third rewatch. I just started season one back from the beginning. Cartoon, Corey. Dude, it's, it's normal. The ship can move. Yeah, well, you could just tell that it's a lot more. It's it's faster than a lot of other ships, you know. Plus, it's Anakin driving too, but NR two. So, I wish they. I really wish they had kept the Tartakovsky Anakin Starfighter, just the super modded, tricked out one with the with the engine strapped to the bottom. I really wish they had kept that. That that There's is my favorite. That's my favorite single starfighter in all of Star Wars. Anakin's from, from the uh, Tartakovsky Clone Wars. It's such a rad ship. I love this hand, man. The fact that he had tattoos and shit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's uh, so odd how like characters like Grievous and stuff crossed over, but a lot of this, like it's not canon. But yes, like I don't know, they're they're similar somewhat somewhat i i love james arnold taylor's obi-wan it's so different than the clone wars version we eventually got it's like it's i don't know if it's higher but yeah it's, it's clearly him but clearly very different anyway um fan expo canada happened this weekend and they announced the dryden voss black series six inch and the vintage collection collection phasma which will be something i have to add to my list unfortunately but uh how do you feel about uh, Dryden Voss six inch, Corey? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'll see if I can get some other. There's definitely stuff that would be a lot higher on my list as a priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like you want always say like a bit of representation almost for each film. But again, it's like I'm almost getting the whole line at this point. You know, like which I don't necessarily always want to have to go down that path. But to have the villain, eh, it's, it's a bit of a toss up there. Like you got to have some villain representation as well you know you know i think that you know they teased it they were uh hasbro their booth at, at fan expo and like there was gonna be this big reveal and then the news came and i saw it on yak face what dryden voss okay and, like I, I was completely left cold by it didn't care yeah me too like it's whatever i mean he's fine i like paul bettany i like the character as a figure, I have zero interest in owning that that uh, Black Series figure. Or at least, like, it should have just came out with the original line, you know what I mean? Like, I mean not make it's, it, it's like, okay this big re- reveal. Yeah, for it to be this big hyped reveal, I don't know if that was just something they had to do because they really had nothing else. It's, it seemed like a very low-key fan expo this year, in terms of Star Wars stuff anyway. Anywho, uh, we got uh, some feedback from Gundark2000, a.k.a. Mike Russo. So he said last week, I was listening to the latest episode and thought of a funny scenario based on a few things you were talking about. Ray and Finn were, are walking through jungle terrain. They stop for a moment and Finn turns around to face Ray. I think we're lost, he says. We have to find this village before nightfall. Ray looks past him a little, pushes a leaf to the side and replies, Maybe we can ask that scruffy-looking nerf herder. Finn arches his eyebrows in surprise. Wow, I know most. I, I know the folks around here are poor, but you don't need to be so insulting. Finn turns around and sees Dominic Monaghan's character. Long, scraggly hair, four days facial growth, tattered and dirty clothes flanked by three grazing nerfs. Huh. Nerf herder. Keep up the great show. That's from Mike. 
Corey, I think that's playing off something that you had said. That they could actually work in a joke like that. And I was like, nah. But yeah, like, well, just those animals kind of pointed me down that path a bit. And they looked, again, like probably people that would be picked on, like, you know, throughout the galaxy, known as, like, people who don't leave their rock so often. Yeah, I, yeah, but I was like, no, don't, don't make a, such a silly, easy joke like that in, in a movie that's supposed to have high stakes. It's stupid. But the way Mike writes it up here, okay, I, I can kind of see that. So, Mike, thanks for that, man. That was pretty cool. And I think we're going to hear from Mike again later in the show. Perhaps. Perhaps not. We'll see. That's it, man. The nerfs bring everything full circle. You know what I mean? At the end of the saga. It all all comes back to the nerf herder, man. Everything hinges on the nerf herders. All right. Uh, One more quick thing here. So, uh, Donald Gleason confessed to reading the entire episode 9 script, and now he regrets it. So if I'm asking you guys here, if somebody dropped the script in front of you, would you be able to resist? I need clarification here. So he regrets reading it because he didn't want to break the surprise or he regrets reading it because now he doesn't want to be part of the movie. I think it like blew his mind. I I don't, I I don't know if he really elaborated that much on, on the why, but it certainly didn't sound like, Oh, this, yeah, I don't like what I read and I wish I hadn't read it. It sounded more like, it's really cool, and I wish I wish I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I spoiled like, myself. Yeah. I, okay. Cool. I just wanted to make sure that that uh, we were all, we were all on that same page. Yeah, that's that's, that's that's certainly the impression I got. Because I I am expecting a clickbait site in four, three, two, to just bring up the fact that he hates the script, and you know, <laughs> uh, episode nine is going to be a disaster, right. and that uh, Disney's going to be uh, sold to uh, Viacom. It's, it's oh, a bit man. of old news at this point, you know. Like I haven't seen any clickbait articles on it yet. Like, like I, again, like it, it seems like it's more in a positive light. Like that's what, what's being spun out of it. Well, these these garbage sites like Mike Zero and uh, Express.co.uk, they're experts at uh, Donald Gleason read episode nine script and now he regrets it. And it's like it the way they present it and the way they all cap certain words, like they would re, they would recap regrets or all cap regrets, and it would it, it's it just feels yeah, sad it, face, angry face. Anyway, <laughs> exclamation point question. There point. was a whole thing around Mike Zero this week, which oh god, yeah, it degraded, man. Don't even go there. Just stay away from Mike Zero. That that's it. I there was a in the uh, Quebec based uh, star wars facebook group somebody come by came by today and said is mike zero worth following like is this guy legit and i answered immediately he's like no like zero on ten do not recommend this guy has who's trolling you bro he's an absolute fraud with a zero percent success rate and on the times where he does report legit news he's flat out stolen it so just if you're somehow one of his subscribers just unsubscribe don't support that type of work he's he's garbage and now he's the victim yeah anyhow did uh, did you hear how 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 ryan johnson was making fun of the guy yeah (laughs) did did you see this carlos i didn't actually i no, i saw the post i just i didn't see the uh what, what the context was so as they were making the last jedi they had a guy, Ryan Johnson and crew, they had a guy, I'm guessing some sort of 
intern or somebody who used to just pay attention to Mike Zero's channel just to see what kind of crap he was throwing out there. And it was all such nonsense that eventually they created like a little verb. Like if you were going to throw a piece of paper into the wastebasket and you just, you kind of drop the paper behind you instead, you zeroed it. You know, it was, it's, it's another word for fail. So <laughs> the dirtbags in, in Star Wars fandoms use that as an opportunity to attack Ryan Johnson again to say, well, he's, he viciously attacked Mike Zero, the hardworking Mike Zero. Oh my God. <laughs> people are giving me a headache. So yeah, just just stay away from that, that side of people. Well, and, I just want to say quickly about the Dom Hill, um, Donald Gleason thing there. Like First and foremost, like how the hell did he get a script? Like It's really odd to me that like, usually you just get, here's your lines, here's what you're doing. Yeah. It's, it's surprising to me that Jason's like, yeah, what do you think? Donald, no, no, like, uh, can I get your uh, approval on this? Your thoughts it, on this? It does strike me as bizarre that he was able to read the whole script because I, I think you're right. Typically, well, I mean, again, they do like table reads, right? Like that big, that big huge uh, table read they did for the Force Awakens, where everybody was sort of around around the campfire. Yeah, they don't type go of through thing. the whole movie, man. Like, yeah, yeah they do did the whole maybe movie. a scene or two. No, they did the whole movie. It's the really? table read. They do you do the whole thing. That's what the table read is for. Like, Mar- and Mark maybe Hamill narrated. Maybe you got a pseudo script, you know, like uh, sometimes they have movies that don't necessarily like they'll write a script of they'll have like 10 different endings. Um, that well, that that is a thing. I think that's, isn't it? That's part of the reason how they were able to catch uh, Dave Prowse as a leak <laughs> for Empire Strikes Back. Anyway, let's no need to get into that. But would you would you guys be able to resist reading an episode nine script if it was dropped right in front of you? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, no, I would want to watch. I would want to read it. There's, Corey, you are so full of it. There's no way you could resist. Oh, dude, no I, way. I, okay, whatever. Don't ask the question. Like <laughs> honestly, I'm telling you, with not even a, a, a any doubt in my mind. You know what I mean? Like I'd always much rather just see the movie and be surprised. Well, a script is different too. Like you're not reading a book where it's going to carry you away. You're going to be like, pan to the left, whatever. Like it's going to, you're just looking for the, the little tidbit details and stuff. Like it's, it's, it's not an experience, man. Like you're totally going to spoil it for yourself. And I'm, I'm not for that. I'm all about that cinematic experience with you guys. Oh, I so know you. If the script was, script was dropped in your lap and said, that's the episode nine script, dude. I, I don't, dude. there's no way you'd be like, get this away from me. Well, I'd be like, whatever. I'd probably be like, yeah, take it away. I don't. I wouldn't want to be tempted. You're right, but at the same time, I, I, I know myself, man. Like, there's no way I would want to sp- spoil the movie. All right. I I, so I, I the movie, man. I would. Be, I'd be like, okay, I, this is what I would do. I would grab it. I would flip it open to a random page. I'd read that spread, and then I'd just be like, okay, done. I've I've scratched the itch. I know something. I'm good. Get it out of here. Yeah, but then you can possibly, depending on that page, you can like ascertain a lot of things. Maybe. Maybe not. And maybe not. Mm. That's why you'd probably be like, oh, I'm going to read one more because that didn't tell me anything. It was just setting. <laughs> <laughs> it could be just that. Like I, I would, I would, it's almost like playing Russian roulette in a way. Like I took my chance. I rolled the dice and I, hey, I, I read something. It sounds pretty cool, but I didn't really spoil anything major. 
Now take this mm. away before I shoot. I blow my brains out. Now you're talking more about my style. I like this this loophole route you've kind of presented. Like me, it's all about spoiling the ending more or less. Like I wouldn't read the whole script, but I like where you went there. Well, you know, it's like it's like ordering a meal at McDonald's, but you don't have to eat all the fries. You know, just have, just have a few. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I personally, I would uh, I would read it because life is too short. You, you don't know when your time is gonna come. Like. I don't want uh, I don't want to, you know, kick the bucket without knowing how the thing ends. Yeah, imagine that you you get into a car wreck and as your car is sort of doing flips and barrel rolls, the thing going through your mind is not like I wish I had more time. It's I should have read the script. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually no, that's that is a very valid way of looking at it, for sure. As long as you get there, maybe say let me hang on to this, you know, and like you said that tragic spontaneous accident but, you know, if you got sick or whatever, it's a bit different. Hmm. Anyway, I think most people kind of weigh in that way and say, no, nah, I wouldn't read it. But I think, you know, it's the same thing as sort of like In the Walking Dead or a, a similar type show where, oh, I would have totally done this. Like, I would have bashed that guy's brains in. You are so full you know of what? shit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to double check some odds maybe. Like, I wonder in Vegas if they bet on Star Wars theories. Like they, they bet in, on anything, right? So if I could pull possible like Biff Ten in, maybe in that regard, it might be a little tempting. Like I'd look at this theory I'm putting forward. It's so out there, Corey. I can't believe you were right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump into some news here. Um, not a ton this week, but what we do have is pretty cool. So, how about the eleventh Doctor? As part of the Episode 9 cast, Variety reporting that Matt Smith is joining Episode 9 in a key role. This is rad, right? I wish Mich- I wish Michelle was here because I think I I want to say Matt Smith is her favorite Doctor as well. But I'm I'm super happy about this. How do you guys- I'm 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 sure it is her favorite Doctor. How do you guys feel about this one? I don't know the actor that well. Like I, I, I'm not a fan of Doctor Who. Sorry. And, it's all right. I was, uh, I was not a fan for years until, until this guy came along. Yeah, I know, but now it's back to back episodes. Uh, I didn't watch the Lord of the Ring movies. Now it's <laughs> people are like, he's a fake nerd, fake nerd. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't uh, gotten into it at all. I mean, I saw obviously I read the the article and I saw pictures of the dude, and it's like. All right, cool. Like, looks like Hux's younger brother. Like, just it's kind of what I the first thing I thought. But then, I mean, I have no idea. You know, like we'll see. You know, I think I'm more excited for him as a person or actor than I am like seeing him in episode nine because, for, like, in my brain, he's sort of typecast. Like that guy will forever for me be Doctor Who. Like he's etched in my brain that way. And there's certain actors are like that, right? Where it's like, if George Clooney was suddenly in Star Wars, would you be able to see whatever character he's playing, or would you see George Clooney? Mm, Clooney. He's kind of like that for me. Like that's Matt Smith. That's the Eleventh Doctor. I can't get around that. But I'm excited for him because I can only imagine how stoked he must be. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Corey, what do you think? Well, I mean, just touching back to last week, week like Carlos, I guess, yeah, he's not a nerd. But uh, first Middle Earth and 
now Time Lord. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a great casting choice again. I can't exactly. I said it again last week. I can't put my finger on it, but it just seems like a really good fit. You know, like it's not too close to the norm, but it's not too far out. Like, it's just right, man. It's like uh, the Goldilocks zone of casting. But uh, I don't, yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't mind it. I think I don't, this kind of may sound a bit bad. Like I, I kind of find him a bit like he's got a very oddly shaped face in a way. Like, like I think it kind of fits really well into that universe. You know, like I don't know. I could just see him playing like a really interesting character. Like I don't know how big his role is going to be, but I don't know. Maybe I can see him being like a like almost. A, like a, a humorous aspect, you know, but I definitely, I definitely seem being part of like, a, or like a scientist kind of like something like that, like within the rebellion, kind of like behind the scenes. It's really hard to it. say because like in my brain, I, I, I picture him as the eccentric doctor. So I just kind of carry that into star Wars, but the guy's got chops, man. He like, he's, he's in the crown. I think he was nominated he, for an Emmy. Yeah, you're right. The guy can act. So he doesn't necessarily have to be this goofy thing. He he might be, but you know I again we have to go back and sort of we can speculate on what key role means. Does that mean key role as in it's 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 a huge meaty part, or he just has a very important but brief function? Either way, it's 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 big, and that that's that's an interesting point. Like I think I think Benicio del Toro could have been advertised as having a key role in episode eight but it wasn't a huge role by any stretch no but it was definitely a big role you think dj was a big role yeah for everything that happened i mean it's a pivotal thing, role yeah it's a very pivotal role getting them out yeah that's, getting them that, off that, that could, and yeah then... i mean that could fall into key right because he does he serves an important purpose in a relatively short time and he basically helps to slaughter half the resistance or three quarters of it of what's left of it, yeah. Thanks a lot, DJ. Uh, I I have no guess as to what Matt Smith is going to do in this movie. Not a clue in the world. Um, I I don't see him as First Order, but I also don't see him as Resistance or Rebellion. I I just don't see that. See, I see him as like a quirky guy within the Rebellion, like kind of like almost like a Q of Bond in the Star Wars universe. That, but that was, that's like a bit of an oddball, you know. That's exactly who he was as Doctor. So whatever, let's carry carry forward with that. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I just I can't figure. I obviously I, I have no reason to know. Um, Dave Donovan had a cool suggestion that this guy was sort of like a uh, a younger version of Snoke, which you can kind of see in the facial mm-hmm. structure. Yep. Which tall. which would be intriguing to say the least. I don't know that we need to revisit Snoke again, but uh, if they went down that path. Okay, I, I'm open for that, I guess. Anyway, the, the star-studded cast continues to grow. This would be a big, big movie with a lot of names. I wonder what the budget for this movie is now. A gabillion dollars. I wonder, did they have to disclose that information? Or they, can they keep that like under wraps if they really wanted to? Uh, it's No, it's. I don't think it's Not necessarily publicized. public information. Yeah, no, that that type of info is not generally public, but somehow it definitely, like a solid number, tends to escape, and we usually know what the budget was. I would, I would, I would peg an easy two fifty 
mm-hmm. for this movie. I have to agree. Yeah, I would. I would have to say it's unless things have changed somewhat, but I doubt it. Uh, I, yeah, I would say an easy two twenty-five to two fifty for this movie, in term uh, just just to shoot the film, and and get the effects. Marketing is a whole different thing. Anyway, glad to see Matt Smith. I wish Michelle were here to give her take, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if we can squeeze it out of her uh, next week or on Sith Disturbers. All right, uh, moving on here. So, guys, did you know? Did you? Was this your take? Kira did not know who she would be talking to on her little holo, hologram call at the end of Solo. So, Mer Lafferty was not. talking with uh, StarWars.com, and this is this is that's how she interpreted the scene. That uh, it was just you know she she was not going to know who was going to pick up the line on the other side of the call. Is that is that how you guys read the scene in the film? No, no, not at all. She deliberately goes to take the ring to open up the line of communication. Why would she do that? Yeah, unless like, she unless she's trying to. I mean, how like what's the word I'm looking for? She she's shooing Han off. She's blowing him off pretty much because she has to make that call. Is it protocol for everybody in Red Dawn, or she's already embarrassed of being in Red Dawn? Like. I, I honestly, I, I think she knows that it's that it's Maul, and that's the reason why she doesn't waste any time to contact him to tell him what happened. That's the way I read it. Yeah, in my mind, watching the film, she knew who she'd be speaking with, and she was like seizing on an opportunity to cozy up to the new boss, like or her her new boss, I suppose, or maybe. Maybe it was a call meant to sort of buy Han more time to get away or cover some tracks that they had just, you know. Th- th- who, did she blame Han for, for, no, she blamed Beckett for Voss's murder, I think. Yeah, 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 she did. So, I don't know, maybe she was trying to just throw Maul off Han's scent and she was sort of falling on the sword for Han a little bit by, by getting nearer to Maul. But anyway, this 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 is really the case now, so... So this is canon. She had no idea who was going to answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, until until contradicted in 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 a film or otherwise, Kira did not know. Pretty... I don't like it. That's in the novelization. I think it's interesting in a way. Like, uh, again, like Kyle was just kind of pointed out. Like, we kind of I I thought the way that it was supposed to be interpreted was that she was saving Han because she knew how evil Maul was. But at the same time, I had my doubts as well, because to me, it seems like she, she had an opportunity to escape, but maybe it is her, her ambition. I mean, she's been a criminal kind of her whole life and to be able to rise the ranks of the criminal underworld, like maybe it's just too appealing to her. So I don't know, like picture that amount of curiosity when you know that Dryden Voss has a boss you don't know who it is and yeah i mean curiosity kind of killed the cat <laughs> so anyway I, I think she's she's definitely way in over her head so like having what if she sees maul or once she sees maul she must be like oh man i made a major mistake like again not knowing that it was him when you look at it from that perspective like i don't know if she would have made that uh made that decision had she known well, yeah. So the, in the in the interview, like she went on to say that 
by at this point in the timeline, Jedi and Sith are kind of no more. Like they're, you know, a lot of people didn't even know really what they were. So she could be looking at Maul going, like, who's that guy? Like, I am I supposed to be scared of you or am I? Are, like she well, would... uses the force in front of her. So right there, it's like, e this dude's got horns on his head, lightsaber. But does she know what that means? She could just be like, whoa, okay. Uh, that's weird. I I've never think seen so. this before. Because right, there's nothing in the she... film to say, oh my God, that's Darth Maul. Like, we all agree that we kind of assumed she knew. But now we have this new reality presented to us here that she did not know. And I don't think looking at him in that hologram, she's like, oops. Well, I think that's the most interesting point in all this. And it really doesn't have much to do with her. It has to do with Maul in the sense that she doesn't know of him, right? And he wants it that way. He has been referenced as the shadow. Like this guy does not want to be found. So for him to be, it's it's, it's kind of like almost like um, Kaiser Soze in a way, you know? Like, you know there's someone leading this organization, but there's only a handful of people who actually know who he is. Like, there's no way he wants to get discovered by the Emperor again, you know? Yeah, yeah, no way. And I, I think one thing that, that helped the interpretation that she did know is because he knows her. I think he addressed her by name. Yeah, well, you can notice it like Voss was reporting directly to him. I so, yeah, it's that that one's easy to work around. It just it, it all pieced together for me in, in in the final film to say, yeah, like she knew what she was getting into. She was she was taking one step closer to power, or she was sinking herself in deeper in order to to cover for Han. Yeah, it was one or the other. Because that's like she, she had done that over the course of the movie, right? Sort of like provide cover for Han and try and keep Han away from this whole scene. This could be another step in that direction where she just says, "No, I I gotta keep Han away from this." And yeah, like you don't you don't know how bad it can get. Yeah. So anyway, I guess uh, weird. But it makes yeah, me. I'm still torn on that one. I'd, I'd like I like a maybe in the novelization will explain it a little, her intentions a little further. Hopefully, like I'd like to know again. I have to say it's Disney. You know what I mean? Like it's and who? it's Star it's Wars. Who? Both Disney, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, whatever. A Lucasfilm, a Disney-owned company. So I would have to think that it's she probably had noble intentions. But the same, in the same regard, I was kind of torn about that in the film. I just couldn't tell if she was just trying to rise the ranks, you know? That's what made her so interesting. Is is was she, is she power-hungry? Does she have huge ambitions? Or is she just trying to scrape by and, and not get killed? I think, again, I think she said something to that effect, right? You... You don't win. It's just about how long you can you can survive. Man, it's been too long since I've seen that movie. Going back to what? Sometime in early June is the last time I saw it. And think about it too. Like in a way, if they've never met, like you said, Maul still knows of her, which she's obviously probably assumed at this point being Dryden Voss's right-hand man, kind of. Or right-hand woman. So, you know, she probably knows that he knows her. So it's probably best to kind of like level the playing field, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's 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 really hard to say because it's not like she's been in that position for a long time. 
It's only a three-year time jump. You know, it's, it's not. It's, it's impossible for her to have been there for ten years, where she would obviously be deeply embedded. How well, long can she happen really... in three years, man? Yeah, but that, you're, that, that's assuming she went immediately from Corellia to immediately to, you know, the the top position at Dryden Voss's right hand. No, like even at that, like to be where she is says a lot. Yeah, I mean, it, this her story is actually really interesting. She's one of the pleasant surprises, I think, of of Solo. Like, I didn't expect to want more of her, and I, I definitely want to see her her story get filled in. Anyway, interesting stuff there. All right, so let's uh, let's take a few minutes here, pause, go grab our break, and then we've got we've got a loaded loaded question question section this week. You guys really answered the bell. I put out the SOS because we didn't have a ton to talk about, and man, oh man, did you guys deliver! So we'll see how many of these questions we can get through tonight, and then whatever's left over, we'll, we've we've got some stuff for next week. So let's break, and then we'll be right back. And we are back from our break. Did you did you guys hear an ad out there? Do they really insert ads in all of our shows? I have no idea. Yes, they do. Really? Yep. Are they in French for you? Uh, sometimes they do. I think they do English and French. Like uh, I usually uh, get a lot of Subway ads. I do hear Subway sometimes at the beginning when I, if if and when I do listen back, but I never really get to the midway point <laughs> to hear what ad they stuck in. Did you guys re- did you read that in the newsletter? I got an email from uh, from our our host saying that uh, yeah, if you want to stick with us, you can, but you have to you have to stuff your show full of ads. So I have to do at least three ads in the show now, or I can just jump over to Spreaker, who has who has beefed up their platform. It's still yeah. it's, it's it's owned by the same company, so it should be a, a much easier switch. I'm still with Spreaker, but God, the, the this would be the third move. I don't want I don't want to move again. <laughs> Oh, but I may have to because I I really the idea of putting three ads into a into a podcast it's a little much. Even though you know you could skip over the first one, suffer through the second, and then just end like stop listening at the, at the end of the show. No, listen all the way to the end. Listen to the end of the song, <laughs> and then I would then I could put in an ad that you would not have to listen to. But if you do listen to it. You know, I, I I get a little uh, dory me for that. No, for sure. <laughs> you're better off. You're better off. In theory, you're always better off with your own sponsors and yeah. your own reads. You're always better off that way. Mm-hmm. Um, not having to be, you know, to 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 assemble your show the way they want you to. So there's, you, you get a little bit of freedom uh, from Spreaker, but uh, you also don't get anything. If you don't have any sponsors, so kind of works both ways. Yeah, it's, I had mentioned that in the newsletter. Whereas, like, if I'm going to do have a lot of ads in the show, I'd like it to be things that I could specifically put in the show that I know people listening would be down with. You know, whether yeah, it's exactly. w- whether it's an ad for for buckets Bucketheads the film, which is coming soon from uh, pals of the Generation X Wing podcast. So check check out that trailer. Go go see the Bucketheads trailer on YouTube. Uh, you know, something like that. I would, I would do, I would do a read for that or insert an ad for that. So I'd, I'd want it to be my kind of thing. But anyway, just a, another heads up. Your podcast catcher could see like two hundred 
whatever, how many episodes uh, next to the Tumbling Saber again. And I apologize profusely for that. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to all of them. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, don't do that at all. You okay. Go back and say like, man, Kyle, Corey was right a lot. <laughs> no, that is, that's, that's not, not at all not. the reason why I'm not advising people to go back and listen. But I digress. Let's get into the questions here. First one up is from Ashik in the Facebook group. These are all Facebook group questions, I believe, which is awesome. All right. So Ashik, he writes in this week, he says, how about how some people want to see the return of Luke in force ghost form or actually resurrecting, which some, which some want or something in between since we see the force ghosts are to some extent physically there. So uh, guys, how do you, Want to see Luke come back? I, I assume I assume you want to see Luke come back. The question is, in what form do we want him to be among the living, walking around with a, by some other force miracle, or are we sticking with Force Ghost? Carlos, uh, what do you think? Uh, I was always on board with Force Ghost because I never considered that he could be resurrected, uh, but I like the idea of him being able to. Um, interact with the real world and uh, disappear and and be somewhere else in the galaxy where needed. Like it's almost it's godlike, and um, I, I like the idea. I don't know if I prefer that, but I mean, uh, either way, um, we definitely need to see Luke. I think everybody's one hundred percent on that on board with that. I've not yet seen anybody. That said, nah, I'm good with Luke. Don't we don't need him in in episode nine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, that would be one sick person who's lying to themselves. Yeah, no, we still we still need a little bit more from Luke just to bring him around. Like I appreciate what they did with Luke. I love what they did with Luke, but I'd like to see them bring it around just a little bit more and give us give us the warm and fuzzy Luke in episode nine, the teacher that we thought he would be. I think there's room for that. Corey, what's your take? So. Uh, well, I like where this kind of took us, you know, like thinking about it too. I was always like, yeah, hundred percent, 120%. He needs to be in the film. Like I would be quite upset if he wasn't, but I know it's confirmed that he is. Oh, but, wait, sorry. Uh, let, let me, sorry. I'm, I'm going to jump in there. Did you guys see his, his Instagram post? Uh, he dropped no, it not today being Sunday. Um, it was one of those Instagram posts where you sort of like, impose four images together oh okay and so it, it was he's saying like happy labor day weekend and enjoy your barbecues or whatever but one of the pictures was him he's, he's saying that he's enjoying labor day but going back to work tomorrow and i think he mentioned something about being overseas and having to work we know what he's talking about he's he's on doing episode nine right now but one picture of him was him laying kicking back on a couch beardless Beardless. And then in the next picture, fully bearded. Hmm. So he's playing he's playing with us again. He is. He's totally jerking us around. So he, he saw that the conversation was uh you know when he tweeted out that beardless photo of himself some wait way back when. He knows. He he's still jerking our chains. And I love him for it. 
<laughs> I love He's him the for best. It. Anyway, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off there, Corey. No, I, I like what you said there. Like I was kind of thinking about that as well. Like, and it kind of plays into this as well. Maybe you know, maybe we're gonna get Luke, but a different version of Luke. Maybe it's not bearded Luke. You know. Um, I like also what Ashik said about the the tangibility factor, where like Yoda was pretty much right there, like wrapping him on the head with a cane, setting the tree on fire. So in the long run, like I again, I hadn't really thought about it, but I would really, yeah, I would like to see Luke kind of like loophole the force ghost system in a way like just maybe become full-on full-on manifestation of himself like the way he projected himself on crate like where it actually does maybe look like him i don't know again i don't necessarily know if i want it but i I think it's a cool possible avenue to explore and it'd be nice if they did something different with luke in that regard yeah i don't i don't know how i feel about yoda being tangible knocking head on uh, luke on the head with the cane i don't know what how i feel about him being there because then it really means like death means nothing well again it's probably they don't explain it but it's not like yoda can be there all the time 24 7 you know what i mean how do you know that i don't but i assume (laughs) that that would be the case you know what i mean if yeah it's because i don't there's no blueprint as to like how a force goes generates unless none just wants to be there right there used to be in, in the old legend stuff it was kind of like you had a certain amount of force juice or gas in the tank and kind of once you use it all you kind of really just dissipated and became one with the the cosmic force kind of you know like you weren't coming back after that yeah so i i have to clarify myself he the the instagram picture he did it is one of those like imposed four images type thing but it's just him beardless there is no bearded shot with him mixed in there. So he's not playing with us. He's he's currently, unless this picture is old and he is screwing with us, right now Mark Hamill has no beard. No, we talked about that recently, how he had sh- shaved his beard, no? Yeah, yeah, he had that picture for, uh, yeah, with the, with the Joker cane. I think it was a joke. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, it, yes, that's what it was. And then we said, well, okay, beardless, beardless Luke in nine. Oh my God. Okay. But then he was at San Diego Comic-Con and he was full, full bearded again. I think Michelle mentioned that on the, on the podcast. So who knows, but glue, glue on just for men beard. They could always do that. Or as we, as we kind of speculated, maybe, maybe Luke is going to be giving us a beard, a beardless version of himself because that's, that's maybe how he envisioned himself at some point. Yeah, those were his heydays. Yeah. Anyway, like I, you know, going back to Ashik's question, like I just hope it's Force Ghost. Like I don't want them to get crazy at this point. Like for me, like ghosting, Force Ghosting to this point is the highest achievement a Force user can make. Yoda called it luminous beings. Like what's what's bigger than that? Like you don't like Carlos. You like the the resurrection thing. I, I think resurrecting, like after force ghosting and then resurrecting back into crude matter, it almost seems like a step backwards in in, in a certain regard. You know well, what I mean? I got I got to touch. I got to step in here for a second. I I know I texted both of you guys this week at the same time, in our group, and I finally finished the lost missions, the last season of the Clone Wars thus far, which has never aired on television. And the last arc is about Yoda meeting Qui-Gon or Qui-Gon finally being able to t- reach out to Yoda and 
mm-hmm. you're finding out what's going on. And there's so many questions raised by that episode. Primarily the fact that Qui-Gon speaking to him as like a, a teacher, right? Actually, like he's saying basically like Yoda's, Yoda's been chosen. And he also states that he was chosen. Like someone had to teach him this knowledge. You know what I mean? And, and it wasn't those people. It was like another you get the impression that like another Jedi is like, you need to do this, like blah, 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 blah. So like, there's a huge story going on there too, of these, this generational passing down of this force ghosting thing to chosen people. Was it maybe that, was it those force priestesses that maybe had taught Qui-Gon? I need to go back and rewatch those episodes. Well, they did teach him. Like he had to go through the same things that Yoda had gone through, but someone instructed Qui-Gon to go there basically like, like some like a material being kind of the, the last person who had been trained. So it's it's really interesting in that regard. I thought I always thought Qui-Gon had sort of figured it out on his own. No. No, mm. the knowledge was passed down to him. He clearly states that like when he said that I was like, "Boom, mind blown." I was like, "Who did, who, who who told you?" That's interesting. Huh, anyway. Um yeah, I just see, I see like if if Luke had passed in episode 8 as we think he did and then he resurrects back into crude matter. First of all, I think it robs his sacrifice. Like I think that it neuters that that end for Luke. And I don't, you know, considering like he went out in the most Luke way possible, sacrificing for his friends and restoring the Jedi and all that stuff. Like I, I think you're undoing that if you just bring him back into the movie, and like I, you know, I'm sorry if that violates anyone's headcanon, based on you know crazy stuff he did in the old EU. But uh, you know, I, I really, I, I believe this like deep down in my heart. I believe that what Ryan Johnson had Luke pull off at the end of the Last Jedi was such a pure and clean interpretation of what it is to truly be a Jedi. The whole saving what you love thing and, and not having to get violent about it. I, I think that that's it. That's Jedi, man. And which which begs the question. First of all, do, do, before I go further, like, do you guys agree with that take? Hell yeah. Like, I am so on board with, like, just, again, the, the, what he's done for the galaxy. Telling Ben, everything you just said was wrong. Like. Boom, man. Like, he's doing it right there. He's back, baby, right then. And he does it in the hugest possible way at the most opportune time. Carlos? At the most desperate time. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, definitely. It, we, we see it as as sort of uh, the most Jedi thing ever. Yeah, of course. Okay, so here's here's the question that this begs then. Like, if if what Luke did is the embodiment of Jedi ideals... What does that say about future Star Wars movies with Jedi in them? Because let's face it, like, we want lightsaber duels. As many as you want to stuff in. Right? But in episodes 6 and 8, we kind of learned that winning these duels, you only win them when you stop fighting. Right? It's kind of like they are what we grow beyond. Right? Like, and that's... In the deleted scenes, that's Luke's last lesson to Ray. In that, like, why did you run to the caretakers when I told you that they're like the pirates were coming to vandalize the city and stuff? 
like, because I like I was I was compelled to. I had to. It's the right thing to do. And he's like, that's it. He's like, you just you just naturally do follow your instincts. You know what I mean? Like, like so she'll fight if she has to. Like it's she's rewriting the books, man. Yeah, no, I'm 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 just, I'm coming at it from the point of like if if what Luke did is what the Jedi were supposed to be and maybe what they were at a certain point. If we visit these people, does it have the potential to be boring? Because you know, may, like maybe lightsaber combat is like the last thing they want to do. Whereas in the prequels, it seems like these guys were whipping out their sabers every 30 seconds and almost eager about it <laughs> you know go, going back to to an earlier time i know what you're laughing at <laughs> <laughs> like going back to an earlier time when maybe they they did these luke type things without lightsaber peaceful resolution to things does that make does that make for boring star wars no cuz it, it could Yes and no. Like you can't do it repeatedly, but it depends on the story. Like a story of using your mind to defeat an enemy can be really interesting. Like when there's that total plot twist at the end, like, oh, they did it. They were playing him the whole time. Like, <laughs> was it that? <laughs> but, it's also, <laughs> but it's also like a game of telephone in a way, too. Like I've said this many times before, too, you know, like we, we don't know how future generations got it so so wrong we do need to reiterate that carlos is a bit high right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i had to mute myself before i couldn't take it (laughs) oh 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 my god oh i just got the the laughing sweats you ever get the laughing sweats i've had the the meat sweats yeah that's what i was gonna say (laughs) oh flop sweats but not I don't know beer sweats. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I like that one. <laughs> Lightsabers. <laughs> Whipping it out every 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, I'm okay. a child. <laughs> oh. So do we, are we, what is this here? Are we, are we on force ghost? Do we just want a simple Luke force ghost and leave it at that? Yeah, but the most badass Force Ghost ever. Like, continue with Ryan. what Ryan did. You know what I mean? Like, don't dial it back now. Like, we saw that what he's able to do. Maybe push the envelope a little bit. You know, stop short of resurrecting into, like, actual, you know, uh, crude matter. And, you know, let's see what, uh, what kind of story we can get from it. That's the way I look at it. Well, do you think? But I, how I still heavily... like the idea of the the resurrection, like the like a neo moment, you know, like just, I, I think that's cool, but it's not for Star Wars. Definitely, yeah, no, 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 no. So JJ finished writing. I'm I'm sure he's done some some rewrites since, but I wonder, like the, the script, I think was turned in just after the Last Jedi came out for Episode Nine. I wonder what kind of role has been carved out for Luke because we know that they've they had trouble specifically in the force awakens that whenever they would try to work him into the story he took over the story so i wonder if what what jj's approach was this time was it to uh, like just lean into it if luke needs to be here let him be here and let him take over the story or if it's like no he's dead 
Let's wrap him up. Let's have him make a couple of key appearances. And then that's it. Luke, you're right off to the sunset. Like, what What do you guys think? Is it, are we going to get a lot of Luke or just a little bit of Luke in 9? I hope I hope there's that happy medium in between. To be honest, I don't want too little and I don't want too much again. Like, it's we've said it a hundred times. It's Ray Poe, Finn's story. So... But I like it's the Skywalker saga all the same, and he's a big part of that, and he still has a big role to play, in my opinion. Like, like you said, Kyle, he's got to come back and, you know, kind of atone for, even though he has already. Like, he's got to kind of atone with Rey in the least, and kind of get her beyond her hurdle, or at least help her with her next challenge, which she's gonna face. Yeah, I mean, I think it's he'll show up like somewhere in you know in the middle part of the film, explain something, apologize for something, atone for something, whatever it is, because the only way he could have force ghosted is if he was at peace. And I don't think once you go over to the other side, I don't think you come off that really. I think you're pretty much at peace for the rest of of however, however long you can be a force ghost for. So I think we're going to get that chill Luke, the, the the old teacher that we wanted. But I don't think he's going to factor in too much in terms of time. I think he's going to have a, a good old chat with Rey at some point in the movie. And then at the end, we'll, pro- we'll probably just see him looking on approvingly at some point. Similar to the end of, of episode six. Well, think of it this way, too. Like, who's Force Ghost in canon that we know of thus far, aside from... Qui-Gon. Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin. Okay, well, that's the thing. Anakin's the only anomaly here in the sense that both Yoda and Obi-Wan kind of just disappear and become one with the Force just like that. And Luke does the same thing. So he's like, it's almost like he's above, ahead of the curve there. Well, sorry, what do you mean? Well, like Obi-Wan just... you know, vanished. Right. And Yoda vanished. Luke vanished. Vader didn't vanish. You know what I mean? So to me, it's like, Oh yeah. Luke's already halfway there. Like what he did there was so powerful. And like, he's just, he's pretty much already there. Yeah. Well, I mean the, the three guys that vanish are three guys that had figured out the trick. The two guys that didn't like Qui-Gon was trapped in sort of a, an, a limbo after his his initial death and Anakin obviously same thing cuz he I think he would have been completely unaware like unaware totally of of force ghosting he has to be unaware because he kept crediting Obi-Wan for Yoda uh, for for Luke's training like why would he do that I don't know if, if that has anything to do with it but yeah, I don't think Anakin had any clue about force ghosting whatsoever. Chosen one. Just because. It's the force just reclaiming its property. Yeah, there you go. The repo man. The force repo man came along. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So uh, I think I think we went around the horn. We, we just want a, a force ghost loop. Maybe we nudged a little bit, pushed the envelope a little bit. But yeah, we, I don't want to see him back in protein form. Ashik, man, great question. Got some mileage out of that one. Thank you, sir. 
All right, uh, Carlos, you want to read Dan Miles' question? Yeah, here it goes. So uh, will episode nine be the true ending of the Skywalker saga or will it be open-ended? So, and then he asks, how will JJ tie it all together? Will it involve a reference to the whole saga? Uh, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hit that first one. Um, will it be the true ending of the Skywalker saga or will it be open-ended? Uh, I don't. I don't think it's the end. I know they've branded it as the end, and I think they're going to hit really hard on that in in the marketing. But we, I, I, it's pretty certain. I, I think in the making of Return of the Jedi book, there's a note in there somewhere that Lucas had ideas for twelve movies, and they're documented. So, and and I've long said that for the fiftieth, they're going to do something huge, and I, I think that uh, for the fiftieth. They will reopen this this uh, this saga. I I think it's too irresistible. I, the I, the appetite for this period is insatiable, and I I think they're going to take another kick at the can in uh, in twenty twenty seven. What do you think, Corey? Well, it's kind of like a chicken nipple. That's for what now? A chicken nipple? <laughs> yeah. Uh, who what where what don't ask don't tell <laughs> yeah either way uh it's a very good question like i i i want there to be a conclusion to that skywalker tale you know like there has to be well i th- i think it will like nine will be the end of the skywalker saga and then like 10 11 12 will just will Maybe not so much involve the Skywalkers, but just be like an uh, an addendum. Well, well an not, ep- not like even a, only a, that. An extended epilogue to the to that saga. We know J.J. Abrams. He's big on the ambiguous endings, right? Huge. Uh, but I don't know see, that he knows thing, that how to end a movie. Well, he he doesn't, and I don't know, necessarily know that Lucasfilm and or Disney want them him to do that as well. Like this is a money maker. So what I figured they do is they possibly do have to, again, conclude this saga, but the characters that have arisen from can possibly go forward. Yeah. And we've heard Kathleen Kennedy say that they're already talking about the future of the characters like Ray and Finn and blah, blah, blah. Like they're having these talks, whether or not they've changed since since you know the mess of the last eight months. I don't know. But it, it sounds like they they're talking about it, and are we thinking standalone movies for Ray or Finn or whatever like post episode nine? I I would sooner think they would just do another trilogy. What do you, what, do you, what do you think about this, Carlos? I would yeah I I kind of want it to to end, and you know uh, pick up with the new characters, but the, the problem with the picking up let's say with. Um, signing daisy ridley to a 10 movie contract let's say like you you're always gonna have that attachment like because she met luke because she was part of the original saga so i like the that's why i I was blown away and and really surprised by uh the announcement of ryan's trilogy having nothing to do with this saga because you don't want to have that crutch to rely on Luke Skywalker. And that's part of Luke's 
uh, arc in The Last Jedi is people using him as a crutch because he was a Jedi Master. And that, you know, uh, pushed his failures. So it's funny how there's there's a... So what I'm looking for, just a, a parallel between the uh, b- between Luke's character and Lucasfilm's, you know, direction with with the saga. There's it's 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 a touchy uh, it's a touchy thing, but I hope it comes to an end. I really do hope it comes to an end, and we can just uh, move on. Like there's a new episode one, you know, Star Wars, uh, uh, Knights, episode one episode two episode three or something like that you know i know yeah i know exactly what you mean like episodes return of the jedi ends like that's it right like that 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 whole scene around the campfire that was finality that was closure but they found a way to reopen the door and knowing that you know they've had conversations about these characters like ray and finn and knowing that lucas had 12 movies in mind at some point and i like how that always sort of changed you can you can find interviews saying we're from George saying well, I've always had six in mind I've I, I got I got nine oh I've got twelve actually like where does it stop like I've never actually I've never heard more than twelve twelve is usually is is the end I grew up with nine that, that's what I remember yeah I, yeah I remember all three but nine was was very frequent. But yeah, this like the, the idea for twelve must be very, very loose, to the point where maybe he, his fingerprints wouldn't even be on it. But you're right; like a, a, a another trilogy would be like how how would you even break away from the Skywalkers in that point? Like if if Mark Hamill were still around, like it would be almost unavoidable to have him in it. Like you would have to have him in it, right? Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, I guess not. I guess like not. if they can actually land, because I've I've read articles recently as well, like uh, from like Oscar Isaac and stuff, being like, yeah, there's there's no plans, like like almost not not almost say disinterested, but like kind of like a finality. Like there was a there's a finality to episode nine. Yeah, but again, I I don't put a ton of stock into that. Or. No, I guess more more accurately, like I don't fully buy that. Like, sure, episode nine can end, and we can be like, okay, like they sealed the door shut. As we just talked about it with with Jedi, they can reopen it. It's not that difficult to reopen. Yeah. There's a way to write more finality into it, but I mean that's very Rogue One esque. Kill everybody. <laughs> that's that's true. yeah. That's the way to do it. Well, uh, yeah, that, that you could do it. That, that's that's a down. Like this movie's going to end on an up note, no question. Yeah, it can, all can. Once you have Force Ghosts, you know everybody's smiling by the campfire. That finality of the. Do you think they recanonize Yubnub? Oh, dude, how cool <laughs> would that be? Oh God, I've been waiting a week for that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, like I, I honestly like the second part of the question, just JJ tying it all together. Like, 
he's got to do something here. Like that's where I'm putting myself out there a bit too much. Like what Carlos says, kind of, I invest myself too much or I, I set myself up. Like I can, you know, keep my, my expectations in check, but I am kind of expecting a little something in that regard, like that I might be let down on, unfortunately. Like I I want, again, this conclusion to the saga, but it's got to be deep, man. Like, the way I can see it possibly going, like, uh, I don't know, maybe, like Ray and Kylo being two sides of this coin, right? Like the light and the dark. I really see them somehow possibly bringing this this balance, you know? Like You're talking about Mortis. Something like that. Like something where, like I've even said this prior on the pod, like maybe the force just ends with this saga. Like because of those two, they just bring like a almost like the dark crystal where they heal the the broken crystal and like, you know, everything just goes back to normal. Like something where it's just gone. Like it's not a problem anymore. Like it's up to the people now to, to live their life. No more force. Whatever it is. Can they do that in star Wars where the, where the force itself is created by living things? Who knows? Who knows what the force is capable of? You know what I mean? Like, so it coming be, back to the question, how, how does JJ tie it all together? Well, I, it's, it's gotta again, be it's gotta be centered on Vader. I, that would be cool. Like we we've talked about this before a long time ago. The the boys from Brazil was a really good theory put forward based on true events of kind of trying to clone Hitler. And if Ray were possibly somehow, you know, like Vader. Or Anakin, like a, a female Anakin in a way, like a clone or something like that. Like, but that's we've kind of gone down a different path in that regard now. But it kind of almost makes sense. Like your your parents are nobody, like you're a clone, so you don't have parents. So Kylo's maybe playing on that, but we're getting the impression more that they're scavengers and drunks, right? So I, I don't know, like that that might be out the window at this point. But if it were the case, that would have a huge ramifications for like the finality of this saga. Well, Anakin had a mother. I mean, it's not like he just appeared out of nowhere. He did have a mother. mother. I mean, all the clones were grown in like, like, you know, tubes or whatever, you know. (laughs) Well, whatever. I mean. Yeah, well, I I, I think that, you know, with, with episodes one through six being about the rise, fall and redemption of Anakin. That's two-thirds of a nine-part chapter about this one guy. I got to imagine that he will factor in his legacy. Maybe not Vader specifically or Anakin specifically, but his legacy will be the focal point of it. And Has anybody seen Hayden Christensen lately? That's what I'm asking. Well, he, was, he, was, he came by for a couple beers the other day. Or Christian Haydenson. <laughs> <laughs> remember that one query yeah for sure that was awesome <laughs> uh well i just felt like chris that farley was today. very chris farley of you sir holy <laughs> holy he's, he's, actually, <laughs> he, he's actually in some like canadian film right now so in really? theater uh, that's cool is that uh one in italy something that- about italy yeah maybe maybe he's gonna have a like a, a revival of his career I hope so. Seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you do you guys think Anakin Vader 
plays into this uh, uh, tying together? Or is it, I'm putting, is it sort of up a level from there, even? I'm putting a toonie down that we uh, we get uh, Hayden Christensen goes to something. Wow, you're, that's where you're going there, huh? Yeah. I would love for that, too. Like, I, I don't know if I put money on it, but goddamn, I'd love for them to keep that a major secret and for it to happen in a... Uh, to, yeah, to have the tie-in I, too that just like not necessarily even if he's there but that connection to vader like this is how it all comes full circle because chosen one like i don't know it's, it's got a whole if you just want to look at it that ben is stemming off from that connection of the chosen one and fine whatever but i don't know he he's in some way shape or form it'd be very nice to have him back into the fold somehow I'm also putting five bucks down that uh, Charlie from Lost plays uh, an alien creature. Hmm. Why not? Yeah, I can see it. Small. <laughs> <laughs> he, he already has like the bug eyes. Well, look at look at Simon Pegg. He his his character looked nothing like him. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's not a stretch at all. You're right. Slow and low is another one. Well, I told them to cut apart all the beach, but they did it anyway. Yep, that's them. That's the beach parkers. <laughs> <laughs> He's still the best. I don't. I want a, a six-inch black series. Slow and low. I would buy it. I would go out of my way for that. I would not buy Dryden Voss. I will buy Slow and Low. Um. Anyway. Uh. Well, just, I want. I just want to get something off my chest here before. We move forward, like just I find the connection between Kylo and Ray is uh, undeniable. There's something extremely pertinent and important about what they've got going on somehow. I don't want to like speculate further, like as to why, but I think we've been kind of led down that path in a way, and I think it's very important. It is. I mean, they've they've hinted at that a bunch of times. What? Balance is always a word that they keep talking about. I hate talking about that. I mean, I do. I like. I mean, no, sorry. I like talking about it because I like talking about Star Wars in in any conversation. But uh, I was. I find that whenever you talk about balance in the Force, it always kind of goes one way. But anyway, more on that some other time. Um, I I I I can't really answer Dan's second question like in how will JJ tie it all together other than to say somehow I don't think he can <laughs> I think maybe he can't and he just said yeah. that maybe he felt he felt it was something he had to say but I, I feel like Anakin is has got to play a role in that I, I don't know what else it could be yeah I'm st- the more and more time goes by he's mentioned in every movie uh from the from the the prophecy to the chosen one to vader and you know he's like the uh he's the fuel to to everybody's fire yeah like even snoke i don't like the way they talked about him in this in this a sequel trilogy at this point like you know snoke saying it was his one moment of weakness turning back to the good side you're like man like 
say something. No, but yeah, he, he also says heir apparent to Lord Vader. Like true, yeah, he's playing Kylo. Yeah, so I think he's just using him just to to do his his bidding. Like, anyways, and then Kylo does what Vader never could: take out his or, master. Or did he? Oh, jeez. Bum bum ba. So if if Anakin made a comeback, who would you want him to speak to? To Kylo and Rey. Sit them both down and give them a good talking to? No, not just that. It's just well, <laughs> kind of. Kind, yeah, know, I, I can po- see it going point, anyway. At, at a point, just being like, uh, "No, you're wrong. I was wrong." Ray knows the way, blah blah blah, and then everybody would fire me. Like I, I feel like he wouldn't have much to say to Ray, but I feel like he could say an awful lot to Kylo. If if Kylo, as a dark side user, is even able to see or connect with a Force ghost, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what the canon is on that anymore, because it used to be that. Dark side users can't force ghost, and I believe dark side users can't even see a force ghost. But I, I don't know if it's if that's still the situation. Don't leave out Leia either. You know, like again, like I'm with you guys. Like Kylo makes the most sense. Ray makes sense too, and it would also make sense possibly for Leia to hear from him. Yeah, why don't we have Con Chocula? In there too. Talking about and and <laughs> and, Berry, and, and, Frankie the lep- Berry. and the leprechaun from Lucky Charms. Like, I'm not saying he has to talk to all of them, you wiener. <laughs> <laughs> saying like, if he were to speak to anyone, it still makes sense that he uh, would just speak to Leia. He spoke to Leia we- enough. He never spoke to Leia. You don't know. It's not canon anymore. How do you know? He never. What are you talking about? He had. They had a whole conversation in two movies. What the, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, but that's when he was like, you know, not as oh. Anakin. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You're racist. You're racist against Vader just because he was dark side Anakin. Like, seriously, that's not fair. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I, I wonder. All we know about Leia's feelings towards Vader are in Bloodline. And she's... I don't think she's super cool with Dad. Yeah, she's a little disillusioned. I, I don't think it's quite... Quite as bad. Like, Trusa Pakura, which is one of the first... It might be the first EU book I ever read. She was... Yeah. I mean, it's it's set like three days after yeah. Battle of Endor. And she is pissed with Vader. She hates him. She does not want to... Like, Luke tries to sort of talk some sense into her. Like, no, Dad came back and he... And like, she's not having it. Like, she does not forgive Vader. I think, I think they even... Do they talk Corey? do they do leia does force ghost anakin talk to leia and she basically tells him to beat it pretty much like dude it's been probably 25 years since i've read that book but yeah i do remember them definitely speaking and she was like again like you said like not having any of it he, he used up all his force juice on her yeah like she she pretty much told him to scram like she he he's he tortured her he blew up her planet he killed her parents her adoptive parents, like, I don't know if that sentiment's carried through the entirety of canon, but we know from Bloodline, 25 years after Endor, she's not 
pleased with him. And I, I don't know if they're going to do anything about that in episode nine. It seems to be like the crux of the story, I think, will should follow Ray, Poe, Finn, Kylo, like the, the core young guys. The story, the, the meat of the story has to be about them. And I think if you do Anakin meeting Leia, my God, have you just sidetracked everything? Well, it could be pretty like he released something to her, which she released to Kylo, you know. That's a weird game. A broken telephone just goes, why don't you just go straight to it? Straight to Kylo. He's killing two birds. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, have we, have we, uh, Answer Dan's question about how JJ would tie it all together. I say it's 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 around Anakin. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, no, I, I say, say it's it. yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Ray and Kylo somehow. But how does yeah, that? I think specifically tying that together to the originals, like Kylo being the successor to the Skywalker line, kind of. Like I'd love to see Anakin somehow get into the fold. I just don't know at this point that they're going to go down that route being going into the last movie and we haven't even had a sniff of that. Yeah. Carlos. Yeah. I think he, I don't, I think we're going to have more questions than anything answered guys. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have that opinion. That's I mean, that's cool. I think you're absolutely right that we, we, yes, we are definitely going to have ambiguity. I hate you, Carlos. I know. It's okay. I love you anyway. Like some things will be answered. Absolutely. The first order will be wiped out and some new political power will rise in its place. And Poe will probably be somewhere at the head of that. That will be something we can just stamp and say that's uh, done and dusted. The foresight of things is where things will be left open. Because it's easy, easy to do that. Just don't answer all the questions. So I, I, that's got, I, I don't mind. You know what? I don't mind that the, some questions don't get answered, but don't go out of your way to create more. Mm. Like, Oh, I hope we get, I hope we get a nice, like really tidy. And th- this is where I, I kind of set myself up again is the, the mysticism and the mystery behind it all. Obviously, again, like you guys said, we're we're not going to have we can't have the force answered, you know what I mean, or solved, whatever it is. But I, I hope there's some kind of like full circle like thing here that it all like you like you said, like it all just ties together. And you're like, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. And my mind is pretty much blown. But when you look at it, like you're setting the bar high there. So, well, should should this should that thing that whatever circle coming together should that be something that hits you in the face as the credits roll or should that be something you figure out after viewing three or four and after we've we've spoken about it here on the show for like three solid no no it's got to be evident on screen it can't be like because at that point if you're all it's all speculation like you're kind of just saying like this is oh it looks like that like if it's not like smacking your face then Yeah, a certain degree of that's got to be on screen, in your face. Give us the feels as we leave the theater. Yeah. I know what you mean. All right, Dan, Mr. Miles, thanks a ton, man. That was a great question. We are really getting some mileage out of these questions tonight, guys. Dare we continue? 
<laughs> Let's see what's uh, what's on the menu next. Corey, you want to grab the next one from Mr. Grabs? Yes, sir. Grabs. This is another good question, kind of pertaining to the last, almost in a way. It's a nice segue. Okay, so it's because Ben Solo is the last of the Skywalker bloodline, unless there's a major bombshell, it's pretty easy to say that Nine is the end of the Skywalker saga, assuming Ben is killed. Do you believe Episode Nine to be the the last we see of Chewie, Lando, and anything affiliated with the Nine films? Is Disney brave enough to not go back to this proven moneymaker and start? Oh, hang on, and stick yeah. with a new storyline. Uh, Carlos, you want to take this one first? Yeah. So. Um... I don't know if we'll, if nine is going to be the last time we see Chewie and Lando because there's room for them to make a solo part two. Um, so that would be more of a prequel. I don't know if we're going to see them past the episode nine timeline. If that's if that's what Grabs is asking, I think so. I I, I, I interpreted the question that way. Yeah. So if if that if that's if that's the case, then I would say yes, but only because they can dip back into the well. To do something pre uh, pre episode four or pre episode seven, because there's another thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's there's a whole, and the beautiful thing about Chewbacca is you just got to find somebody who fits inside it, so you're not losing, uh, you know, uh, you're not losing characters and having to recast specific people yeah and and uh junus suotomo is is a young man he can do this role for another 25 30 years if if he stays in good health so there's i I have no worries about that Uh, i'm i'm sticking with my answer in that no way like i like i said before in answering dan's question i think the the thirst the nostalgia for this era is insatiable like i don't I don't think we'll ever walk away completely from these characters. And like, I, I, I'm at the point now that many would consider to be the midpoint of life. Like I, I've just turned 40 years old this year. The, like, this is the time of one's life where you kind of back dive into things that made you excited as a kid or a younger adult. Like, so that there are fans 20 years younger than me and younger than us who grew up with the Skywalker movies who in 20 years from now, are going to hit their midlife crisis and they'll be eager to do another backdive into this Skywalker era. And Disney and Lucasfilm will be very eager to scratch that itch. So I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to be done with this era. I don't know if that means necessarily more movies. I believe yes, like we talked about in 2027. Uh, but I, no way, whether it's comics or novels or animated shows or whatever it is, like we're, no way, no way we are done with with uh, the Skywalker saga, the Skywalker stories, the characters, and like you said, Carlos, if even if they go backwards, there's too many. There's there's a thirty year gap to fill, twenty five year gap with episode six to seven. Too much space to fill. There's they will never. I don't think they'll ever be done. Corey, what do you think? Yeah, I can't really veer too much from this in the sense that. We know we're getting Star Wars films for many years to come and in all across different forms of media. So I just can't see it happening. But it's actually a really good question when you actually sit down and think about it. 
in the sense that man how sad would it be if this was the actually like the last hurrah the last goodbye to these these characters we know and love so much but i think that's kind of the catch right there like kyla just said the, the bankability of these characters and the skywalker salad uh saga is you know that's pretty much why disney bought lucasfilm like they're they're gonna lean on it every now and again like it's it's like that that wellspring that that well they can just keep going back to you know what i mean if there was a a, such a thing as a skywalker salad what would be the skywalker salad salad dressing rancho (laughs) (laughs) obi-wan well played that's that was good that was good yeah ranch michelle ranch you were lucky she's not here she would reach right through the skype line and strangle you yep ranch <laughs> or or blue cheese either way um but we we, we 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 know we got it in the pipeline like right like we have obi-wan and boba most likely nothing's confirmed there's been all this speculation around those two films after that point though maybe they'll really start to draw back a bit because if you think about it none of these films are even confirmed yet and it's you know we're halfway through 2018 so even like we're not going to even see these films for many years to come if they are actually going to happen. But you're, talk, again, just, you're talking about these these episodes nine through twelve that I'm sp- or ten through twelve that I'm speaking about, or something different. Well, just basically the, the coming back to this sandbox that is everything that uh, the original trilogy has to offer from characters and all that. Like, I think from his question, he's basically saying, like, is that it? for this era kind of like this saga and these characters. But like you guys said, the, the iconic nature of this saga in particular is pretty much the foundation of what star Wars is and will be moving forward. So I just don't think they can ever really fully let that go. I agree. I completely agree with that. Um, Like our kids, the backbone of our kids who are four, six, seven years old, the backbone of their Star Wars experience is the Skywalker saga. And it's going to be that for another year and eight months with episode nine. It forms, it informs all of their toys as far as you know what they play with when it comes to Star Wars toys. It's all about that. It's all about th- these movies. They're probably going to have an appetite for Skywalker stuff when they're adults. I, I, I really don't think we're ever going to leave this this era behind. And like, I'm not saying there won't be breaks here and there. Like, I'm pretty sure that once we close with nine, we won't hear a peep about anything Skywalker related, other than comics and novels, just to let. Now we're going to let Ryan Johnson's trilogy take center stage. They've got. Just like lay the groundwork for what he's doing and, and sort of build the context around the era of, of Star Wars that he's talking about. And the same with the Game of Thrones guys. I think they're going to give each of those, uh, th- those trilogies, those sagas, their own breathing room. But you're, they're never, I, I can't imagine they'll ever walk away from, from the Skywalkers. It's just, it's a license to print money. And there's just not even so much the Skywalkers, but any character within that this time frame at this point too. You know, like like Chewie. Imagine this is the last time you see Chewie on screen. 
or any other form of media. Yeah, it's to me, it's I mean, it's it's possibly staring us in the face. We could be staring down the barrel of no more Chewie ever again on screen. I'm not buying it. I think these these characters will will certainly be on screen some more. And and if you think about it too, like it's kind of a bit. I don't know this the saga. This trilogy's trilogy's not even over yet, but I mean the Skywalker saga, the iconic nature of Han, Leia, and Luke. Like, are you really ever going to be able to surpass them? No, I was, just, yeah, Rey, I was Finn just about to ask that. Like, I don't think any other. Never mind Star Wars movie, but I don't think any other franchise will ever have the type of impact the originals had. They they just a unique thing at a unique time that struck a chord globally and has just been a behemoth ever since. I don't think we're going to see that again. I think you know, partially like, because I can we, argue I could argue Harry, Ron, and Hermione, but uh, I yes, huge, absolutely huge. Not Star Wars, huge. Maybe maybe it will be maybe in, in another ten years when. You know, the kids who grew up on Harry Potter aren't start hitting their adult years. Maybe it, it, it jumps up again. Maybe it has a revival and, and, and really flexes its muscles. But I don't... I, I think Star Wars is is sort of the, the king of the mountain in that respect. Carlos, what do you think? Are, are we uh, ever going to leave this era behind, these characters behind? Uh, the way... It's framed as Disney brave enough not to go back to a proven moneymaker. I don't know. I don't know if they are. Um, I think they're gonna they're gonna they're read the tea leaves, and they're gonna have to. Uh, you know, I think the reception to Ryan's trilogy and to the Dungeons and Dragons guys, uh, like it, I think the the reception to that is gonna tell. Disney how they should move forward because if people embrace the new stuff with open arms there's no reason to dip back into the well uh, so I think they're playing it by ear right now uh, uh, knowing JJ is probably going to leave it open ended like a douche <laughs> uh, they, they, uh, they know that they can always go back and do an episode 10 um, yeah uh, but I think they're playing I think they're going to play it by ear that's that's my that's my gut my gut feeling to it. Yeah, no, it's audible for sure. Like they're gonna wait and see what's what manifests itself here with with Ryan Johnson. Like is is the distaste for what he did with the Last Jedi is that going to manifest itself in Episode Nine? And will like what kind of numbers will we see back from his trilogy? Will it will Star Wars suddenly become a movie that starts making you know a, a saga film, a trilogy movie? Will they drop from like one to two billion dollars? Will these movies now drop to a couple hundred million dollars or three hundred million dollars? Where Star Wars just becomes a run of the mill franchise, unless you're talking Skywalkers. I don't know. I think my prediction for Ryan's trilogy is that uh, the first one's going to be a sleeper and it's just going to gain momentum. That's, that's, uh, like yeah, it's gonna like start off. Could... It's gonna start off slow. Let's say opening weekend is gonna be like, ooh, it's not. Um, it didn't hit uh, the the numbers we thought, but then week two, it it actually gains. 
You know what I mean? Like I just feel it. I feel it. People having that reaction to something that's completely different with zero headcanon might actually be good for the brand. Yeah, everybody being on the same. Pl- it's a double-edged sword because people will have less invested in it, so they'll be like, "Well, it's not. It's not my Star Wars, so I'll get to it when I get to it." And other people will be like, "I can't wait to dive into this era of Star Wars because nobody is more expert than anybody else." We're all jumping into this clean at the same time. And yeah, like I, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see how people embrace like, it. Star Wars in 77 was a phenomenon. Like it came out and they had a good push uh, for the opening uh, because there was a lot of buzz around the movie. But it actually, it, it, it got legs. You know what I mean? People saw it continue like all the, that whole summer. And... Um, you know, people who would normally not watch um, a science fiction film were intrigued by all the the hype, the hype, and uh, and and the reaction. So that's that's my feeling of how uh, th- my feeling. That's that's how I see it uh, developed. Maybe it's my best case scenario. I think. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking on the bright side here, but um, just think yeah. about it too. From like from when you have to look at what Lucasfilm is, what they're putting in Ryan's hand, the responsibility first and foremost of what he's doing. This clean slate of creating something new, and this trilogy of films, and the respect you need to to pay him for that, like not need to pay him, but like. The fact that they are banking so much on him just goes to show how much they believe in him. And it's that goes a long way for me, man, because uh, anyway, like I think the guy's uh, brilliant. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I think he's he's a terrific storyteller, knows how to make a movie, yada, yada, yada. A lot of people don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I I don't think Star Wars can be what it once was outside of the Skywalker saga. Like I it's going to be held to it's going to be the standard it's going to be held to will be ridiculous. Oh, it's going to be held to that Skywalker standard. Yeah, and I don't know if that's fair or not. If you're going to carry the same name, if you're going to carry the Star Wars name, then I guess I guess unless they do something the new, but unless they do something new with film, like Carlos was saying, the way that uh, Star Wars impacted the theaters back then, it was because not only was it, it was just so different. It was such a spectacle, you know. It was something that pretty much had never been seen on film before. Unless they can revolutionize the game in that sense to attract, like, or like revitalize. I won't say revitalize, but to, to create this new. Uh, hype or whatever to to make it like equal to or I, as iconic as like the Skywalkers. Like I, I don't see how they can a- ever aim to surpass them. I you know I Star Wars did a thing in seventy seven and in the subsequent years that nobody's really been able to replicate. Like everybody tries to duplicate it, but they were they were just so groundbreaking and so so invigorating that ever since then like people have been 
cranking out franchises and, and trying to push the film medium. And I, I think we've seen it all. I don't think anything could be as fresh and new and exciting as, as 77 star Wars. Exactly. So it's going to like, I guess it boils down to will star Wars just become a run of the mill sci-fi. And I, I really hope not. I hope that I, I do believe that Ryan Johnson specifically understands what makes star Wars, star Wars, and it'll feel that way. It'll feel faithful. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, just to bring it all back around with Grab's question, I don't think... I think Disney is brave enough to not go back. I don't think that's the question. I just don't think they will. I think it's easy money for them to stick around and and keep cashing those checks from the Skywalker saga. But slowly, slowly, they'll distance themselves. Like, stay close with the Boba and... Obi-Wan films and slowly build these other franchises with Fabro and Dungeons and Dragons guys and, you know, kind of do it in a process. But they get, again, they always have to go back to that, uh, to bankability, man. They, they will not well, money, yeah, like money talks. The way they would come off the wave would be measured in, in probably in decades as opposed to years. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. You know, we, we, I'll, you know, in 30 years, I'll be 70. And I, I think we'll still be getting, by that point, trickles of Skywalker content where if they say, oh, it's it's a Chewbacca standalone and Chewie's now 350 years old and this is his last adventure. And I'll be like, yay, this is my last adventure on this on this blue marble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Or pancake. Or pancake. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's be inclusive here. Let's not forget about the flat earthers. Don't go there, man. I went down that rabbit hole again this week. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So angry. I just couldn't look away. Just, yeah, no, you, you got to look away. You're the one that said you have willpower. You got to walk but away from it, that. It was uncanny because it was, uh, damn, wait, let's just not go there. <laughs> okay, so a final say here. We don't think they'll ever really walk away from the Skywalker saga. Mm, not unless no not if they don't have like unless they don't have to can't stop won't stop (laughs) (laughs) terrible yeah no Uh, um yeah i've 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 stated my case no way we will get we'll get stuck skywalkers in some shape or form forever grabs i hope that answers your question Uh, And thank you so much for the question. Love it. All right. uh, We got Adam from Retro Inc. Podcast, member of the Star Wars Commonwealth and a powerful friend. Adam Sheldon's here with a question this week. And it goes like this. With Matt Smith and Dominic Monaghan now joining the cast of Episode 9, what other British actors would you like to see join the cast? And what role would you like them to play? That's a toughie. Oh my god! All right, uh, I'm gonna kick this toughie over to Corey first. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to just name one. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because why answer the question? Like, yeah, yeah. You, you just you can't. Well, everyone's answer. If if you don't see Daniel Day Lewis in any role, then you're wrong. 
And the fact that he doesn't want to do movies anymore just makes him that much more desirable. <laughs> doesn't that make you wrong? No. Like, yeah. if, he, if he's not an option, you know. Well, either way, like, it's just, it's, it's got to be a, a unanimous thing. Like, it's, everybody's, who doesn't want to see him in a Star Wars film, you know? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll say, um, how about Stuart Townsend? I don't know. Uh, you don't know Stuart Townsend? Maybe, Come maybe, on. I, maybe I know his face. The name doesn't he, jump out. He's in, um, You'd probably know him from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, where he's uh, the immortal guy. What's his name? He can't die. You know, the guy in the painting. I inexplicably have this movie here on my shelf. Let me see if I can see what you're talking about here. The immortal guy. Oh, that guy. He, he, yeah, he was on the hot track, man, back in the, the, begin, the turn of the century. And I don't know. He just did a few films that I was really like, dude, this guy's got like he's uh, – Got a lot of machismo, not machismo, like charisma. So I really like that in him. So we could have seen him being like some kind of smart ass muggler or something along those lines. Is he still, wasn't this the guy that dated Charlize Theron? Correct. Well, then I would say he's still on the hot track. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't never come down from that. I think he's doing Ooh. all right. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> Again, I'm not ter- terribly familiar. I answered the I answered the question a little bit differently c- because this cast is already so full. Like I don't know how many more people we can fit into it. Um, See, I'm not I'm not taking it like that. I'm just saying any character, like any actor, can be in any futures. Like you're not taking the role of someone, you know. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, I, I just sort of started fishing for names of actors that I would love to see in Star Wars in general. Uh, like, my number one on my list is Idris Elba. End of like... story, done. He'd make the best anything. Like, you want to make him a Jedi Master? Cool. Could he make a good military leader? Of course he could. Uh, a politician? Yep. And then you could also, you know, based on, on his role in... Uh, Dark Tower, you could also kind of make him like the lone gunman type thing. A guns a gunslinger. You could you could make him that, and that would be fine. And he would kill every single one of those roles. He I could be. Uh, he could even be a Norse god. He's amazing. If you if he if they put Heimdall in Star Wars, I'd buy it if it was still Idris Elba. Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> Doctor Who. Middle Earth, like it's all coming together. Well, what are we getting into here, uh, Carlos? Who who would you put on your list? Um, my first would be uh, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> oh, I knew I knew someone was going to say it. Is that because uh, he's the only British actor you know? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Russell Brand. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I see him playing like uh like Jar Jar's Jeff... nephew. No, I was gonna say like Jeff Goldblum's counterpart from uh, Ragnarok. Oh dear. <laughs> I guess Ricky like... Gervais is on your list as well. <laughs> Hi, Mr. Ricky Gervais. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was an elbow impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. 
sorry, not not coming down from that high, are you? <laughs> hey, listen, I actually like that impression. It was good. It was pretty good. It was pretty solid. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, oh, the guy uh, with the shaved head, Jason Statham, or uh, uh, Jason Statham. Statham, Statham yeah. Well, he yeah. falls. He falls into the category of I. I can't not see Jason Statham. Yeah, I agree. Really? Yeah. What if you slap some dreads on him and give him a green lightsaber? Uh, slap a mask on him so you just don't know it's him, and then. And then that kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Why well, you don't? Not quit. really. You can't cast that hunk of a man and not. Not see his face. I disagree. Look what they did with Tom Hardy. <laughs> you, what? Which part? You mean how he with Bane? No, in Star Wars. <laughs> did they, I don't even think he made the final cut. He still had a mask on his head. Yeah, but he just jumped over. He was filming on on another set, and he's like, "Ah, put me in a stormtrooper suit." Okay. See, well, that's it. I, I excluded all those people that have done either like voice work and or like. Like, you know, the princes are out. Harry and William. You're done. Like Daniel Craig is out? Yup. Um, what about Pierce Brosnan? Speaking of James Bonds. Nope. <laughs> Again, another face where it's like, nope, you're James Bond. You know who could still sell it to me even though they're super famous? They could be like the like Mon Mothma-ish characters. I was around both sides too. Give me some Judy Dench and Helen Mirren. Yeah, boy, they're both great. Hard to say no to either of those. I I got a good one. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna swing for the fences on this one. You should but like this one, Carlos. Those those two are like in the Haldo category. Exactly. Like, yes, I thought it was the same thing. I, I, and and I kind of don't like it. Like I just there's something. You wouldn't. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't. You're right. Well, yeah, because seeing seeing Judy Dench as a politician or or a Mon Mothma type, that's that's her as M. And uh, yeah, well, she also played Queen Elizabeth, and she also played like she's like that matriarch. Uh, I don't know. She just has that that essence and that that power. Um, to 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 she take control of her room. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, screen presence. I mean, she she could she could do it, but I, I feel like she could only do a certain thing. Or or she plays sort of the the Lore Santeca type. So you know, I have you know who I have as my Lore Santeca type. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he's on my list for that role too. Nice, but he's not quite at that age. He's still mid sixties. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Like he's 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 getting on there. Yeah, he is. You're right, and he is on my list. So I I, I would I would not say no to Jeremy Irons in that voice. It's the voice too, man. Come on, picture that voice in Star Wars. He is 69 years of age. He will soon be 70. Later this month. Um, yeah. In that same category, I have Gary Oldman. Hmm. Like he he would certainly be like dark side user. He can do anything. He's almost like a Daniel Dave Lewis type. Yeah. Yeah, but they're more interesting as as dark characters. Mm-hmm. 
Drexel. What's a Drexel? Uh, Michael Fassbender. No, nope. I love I love him in everything. I think he could be great in Star Wars. I could I could see it being pulled off too, but I don't know. I looked at it and I was like, eh. And and, and I think he could do any like he could be a military leader on either side. He could be a force user on either side. I think he's got that range and that look that whatever you wanted him to do. Like, yeah, I like him as. I like him as a, as a Qui Gon esque Jedi. Like he has that 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 calming presence. Yeah. In, uh, yep. 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 And he can and he can go all shark eyes if he has to. How about how about uh, Sean Bean? How about Flubby Flooby Flu? What? <laughs> you don't like Sean Bean? You? How about Ed Sheeran? How about? Uh... Um. What do you mean Ed Sheeran? Come on, Sean Bean's a good pull. I like yeah, Sean Bean. Keep, keep I can see him being a mercenary or like whatever lightsabers. Like, do we? Like, we, we... <laughs> but like, I can see we him being do, like a we DJ do need type, to see, you know? We need to see Sean Bean die in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> we kind of need that. So sorry, but we know he's he's got a, you know he's used to turning on people. Like he could have been like that DJ role or like a mercenary role or. Even at that, he can camouflage into any other thing as well, I would think. I could see military, imperial, give him a nice haircut, like. <laughs> Straighten him out. Uh, did uh, anybody ever watch Sense8? No. No. I bet you Michelle did. I bet you she'd back me up on this one. Uh, young woman on that show named Tuppence Middleton. She played Riley on Sense8. Um, I I could see her being a like a lone wolf gin type with with a bit more of an edge. She's great, and uh, I would also like selfishly, I would I would love to see Emily Blunt in Star Wars as sort of a, like a, a flight leader, have a head of an X wing type crew, playing maybe like a Hera type role. But I'm being very, again. I'm being very selfish because I I love Emily Blunt very much. What about James Blunt? What about Ed Sheeran? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they what? can go both go make music together in the which ring of hell? Where should we send them? Sixth. Sure. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against either guy. Oh wait, is James know. James Blunt's the guy that 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 beautiful song right? Yes, Ugh. I hate that song with a passion. He can go to the sixth ring of hell. I'm sorry, he may be a, a wonderful guy. I don't like that song. Ed Sheeran, <laughs> from what I've heard, he's a pretty decent dude. Eh. Just stay away from Star Wars, Ed. Okay, I, 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 can can you see him playing in Maz's new castle? Ed Sheeran? Yeah. No. Well, like some like crazy uh, like. He'd be the mosquito guy years. or that giant fly. <laughs> Whatever it was. <laughs> uh, that was so weird. Freaking JJ. Jesus. <laughs> How, how's this? Robert Carlyle in a mocap. Why? Yeah. Uh, were you just like pulling names from a hat? 
No. And then like, he just Googled that was well British thought actors. Out. <laughs> <laughs> just Google British actors. Get out of I here. I did Google British actors. Yeah. Flubby, to flubby research the, the, the question to further be, I, I was at the 150 best British actors of all time. And oh. all the ones that popped out to me are the ones I wrote down. <laughs> and I like Robert Carlyle. I think he, he's got potential, man. I love the full Monty. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay, um, this this is the one where I swing for the fences. Then okay, this this has got to go somewhere because it makes sense age wise too. There's one guy's born in '65, one guy's born in '49. But uh, Vinnie Jones and I don't know if I'm gonna say his name right here, but Pete Postlewaite. Yeah, I love Pete Postlewaite. Yeah, he's he's you know who he is Kyle. Yeah, yeah, he looks like he was his face was blasted out of the side of a mountain. That's Kaiser Sulci's uh, lawyer. Exactly. Yes, he's like the the bounty hunter guy in Jurassic Park hunting the T Rex. Isn't he dead? No, he's still he's still kicking. He was in um, what do you call it there? The Chris Nolan film Inception. I hate to tell you, Corey, he died January second, two thousand eleven. Oh, really? By <laughs> <laughs> <Either> the <Yes>. way, <laughs> this is hilarious. By the way, Vinnie Jones and him. Maybe Lucasfilm like can, can approach his just for you. Lucasfilm can approach the Postlewaite estate and say, can we put him in a movie? Yeah, can we use his likeness? <laughs> Either way, those two, as father and son, make so much sense sense to me. Either can as you, mercenaries or bounty hunters. Can you do me a favor? Tell me what year this 150 best British actors, what year is that? was that published? <laughs> uh, no, I don't pay attention to these things. I, I want to know. Clearly. I want to know. <laughs> No, dude. They, well, they had it was of all time. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> From two thousand eight, <laughs> they had all kinds of old actors in there. What website was it from? I don't know. Like Google it. It's one of the first ones. It's not like I searched like five pages. What if John? What if John Cleese? Was, John Cleese was on the list. What if? Let me finish. No. What if John John Cleese was Hux's dad, and he berates him all the time? Brendel Hux? <laughs> it's complete drunk. Oh, God. Oh, that's, oh, that's this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> All right. Dude, I had some solid pulls here, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, I mean, originally we were supposed to be putting these people into episode nine. We've kind of gone all over the place. Adam, I'm sorry. The trick, <laughs> the, the trick to this drill is to cast people 19 to 25 years of age. That's, if you really want to hit the big money, that's the age group you got to hit. Because that's, Star Wars will always center around young people. That's that's really kind of just the way it is. Not really. Like, we've seen some, all kinds of old people join recently. No, but the story is always about a young person. The person at the center of the story is always a young person. All of them. I know you're doing the mental checklist right now. It's not even like I want to see diversity. I want a, I want a movie made for me. What about me? <laughs> Seriously, you're you're, you're you're turning into one of those one of those fans, Corey. I don't <sighs> like I don't like Resistance. It's not made for me. There's <laughs> 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 no more blonde hair, blue eyes in Star Wars. 
Yeah, no, uh, that, that's the trick. You've got to find the young people. And I'm, I am totally ignorant on that front. I, I, I went deep with Tuppence Middleton. That's, that's the best I could do there because, well, otherwise, you know what? Uh, I just, I had to sit through the, the uh, 2017 Power Rangers movie this weekend. Go pick someone from that cast. They're, they're all fairly young. Grab someone from there. Oh, I have a great idea, guys. Amazing, amazing pull. Hold on. You guys know of this actor called Pete Postlewaite? <laughs> up and comer. How do you pronounce it? He's an up and comer. I was kind of, as I, as I was kind of questioning. That. Yeah, good, charming, good looks, great range. Yeah, how okay. did you describe him, Kyle? Like he hit the side of a mountain. You <laughs> <laughs> shot out of a cannon. <laughs> no, his face was like you know when you like. You're, the way they did Mount Rushmore and any any mountainside caving, like or carving, you put you stack it with dynamite and you blow it up, and that's how that's how you came to Pete Postlewaite's face. Either way, the blasted Vinnie Jones side of a mountain. There, I I could see the father son thing there, man. I don't know why it makes a lot of sense to me. I thought that was gold. Uh, All right. Well, uh, eager to hear what everybody else, who everybody else wants, British actors in Star Wars. Go, and if you have any, uh, and if they're funny, send it to sit, uh, sit disturbers. We'll read some of those funny ones. Hey, we, you know what? We should do Canadian actors in Star Wars. Let's do that. <laughs> Rick Moranis is already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Hadenson. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh wait, wait a sec. <laughs> uh, uh, pin info. Pin info. <laughs> there's there's been a few Canadian actors in Star Wars. Don't ask me to name them. Oh, I can't. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> lastly, get, Adam. Get... Yeah. Thanks, man. Great job. Great podcast. Retro Inc. Check it out. And lastly, tonight we have Rick Villanueva. Carlos, you want to read this one? Yeah. So uh, let's. Say, so here goes. Uh, let's say you got cast in a Star Wars movie. Dream come true, eh, Corey? But there's something in the movie or the script that you don't like to the point where you decide to drop out of the movie. What would that one thing be that would cause you to walk away from a role in Star Wars? We don't even have to ask Corey because the answer is nothing. There's nothing that would make Corey walk away. Seriously. So, Corey, you can leave now. No, whatever. I'm going to say, like... They'll never do it, but like they would, I would have to take a complete role reversal and be like promoting like fascism and propaganda, or like Hux? just yeah, like being like pro Hux. So like if you're like you're, so if you were cast as Hux, you'd be like, no, 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 no I can't do this. No, not even the <laughs> casting. He's talking about the story. If the story took a route where you're just like, you can't support that, you know, like. Oh, the central theme of the movie was like, yay, fascism. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. No, or a, like, it's a bad one. Oh, I couldn't think of anything else. Like, there's not much that would really turn me off other than uh, them really disrespecting Carrie Fisher and Leia. So like, you know, let's say you got cast in Fight Club. Would you have, would you have been in the movie or would you have walked away from it? I loved Fight Club. Okay. Well, that's an anarchist movie. So, you're okay with anarchy? No, I like movies. Okay, so then you wouldn't walk away. <laughs> I like movies. 
Oh my god, quote of the century right there. Oh, that was great. No, they'd have to really mess up. Like, th- there's not a lot that would take me out of that film, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's Kyle's point. Well, that's okay, exactly... so there's two ways to look at it. Like, so you go and you audition, and when you're auditioning, you typically for a Star Wars movie, you don't know that you're auditioning for Star Wars, and then you get you get the part, and you, oh my god, this is for Star Wars. We just went through this with uh, with Richard E. Grant. Um, so you could look at it as in like, okay, now here's, let's, let's do the table read for the movie or whatever. And you go, oh my God, this era of Star Wars is, is pro-fascism. Guys, I can't do this. That's one way to look at it. Like the story is about this. The other way to look at it, which is kind of the way I interpreted the question is you get your part, like, yay, you're playing this character. Wonderful. Here's your the pages to the script for for your part, and you flip through those pages and go, "Oh my god!" Like, no, no, <laughs> like that's that's kind of how I tackled it. I don't think it from that if the story's good and like, you know, like who cares? That's what acting is. Just just say it, Corey. There's nothing that would make you back out. No, like if I'm an actor and they give me a page to read, like I would read the page and try and do my best to portray that character, even if he's a bad guy or a mean guy or whatever it is. You're a Sith and you choppers in your way and you have to slice him in two. Bye-bye chopper. All right. Well, Corey, there's nothing that would chase Corey away. (laughs) Confirmed. Like if I had to do this horrible chewy death scene and I had to like bisect or behead chewy in this cruel heart wrenching way where it's dragged out on screen. I don't, know if I'd do have the, I don't know if I have the heart to do it. Oh, I would do it. In a heartbeat. You're both treasonous bastards. <laughs> well, I look at it this way. Um, if, you're, if you're cast to be in a Star Wars movie, uh, how can I say this sensitively? You're an actor paid to do a job. Yeah, but... You're a professional. You'd, you'd be out of your damn mind to turn it down. Well, sure. I mean, I think I think Rick asked the question full well, knowing that. So he's asking yeah. us to dig deep. Like, what's the what would horrify us to the point where? Well, okay, so what would horrify me? What would horrify me is if I was cast to be in a Star Wars movie, and it was actually Spaceballs. <laughs> Ends up being this slapsticky comedy. Yeah, like it would be the movie or the hol- it would be the holiday special. Whip, whip I would wa- I would walk I would walk away from the holiday special. Uh, I'd walk away from something that would make me a laughing stock for being a part of, um, you know, like carrot top esque, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, art is subjective and some people might like the movie. Some people might not like the movie as long as the movie itself is not a mockery of, of the, of the saga, then yeah, I'd, I'd play any part, any part. Yeah, it, that, yeah, that, that's impossible to argue with. Remember Channing Tatum in um, "This Is the End." Yes, he he doesn't he die super early on. No, he's actually uh, he's Danny McBride's. Uh, he's at the end of Danny McBride's leash uh, because he becomes like a leader. He's like the Negan of of uh, of his little clan uh, in the apocalypse. 
and Channing Tatum's on all fours wearing a diaper <laughs> attached to a leech. It's Channing Tatum. But it's a role in a movie, and he's able to make fun of himself, and it's a comedy. So as an actor, you, you do the role. Well, he, he also did that in G.I. Joe. Make fun of himself and, and... Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> No, you, you, you got to be able to do that when you're that good looking, like, or else you're, people think you're a douche. Absolutely. You know, like Michael Douglas, you know, those guys. Magic Mike. Um, yeah, no, I, it's, it, it is tough. Like, like you guys said, you're an actor, you do, you do, yeah, you perform what's on the page. It's just it's, it's the script, man. That really would. If you look at the script, as an actor, you got to do what you got to do. But if you don't agree with the script, like that's where you can. That's the only really justifiable thing, you know what I mean? If you know what you're getting yourself into beforehand, then don't complain. But if you're looking at the script and you're like, "Well, this is like really like far right," like I I'm not a, okay with this. Like well, it's, it's, a, there's you know, no it's resolution. One thing, it's one thing to play a, a like a far right character in a movie that doesn't necessarily support the, those messages, you know, that, that's one thing, but to be in a movie that does like that, like then I think that's more of a cause to walk away. If that, if, if far right, <laughs> if, if far right mentalities scare you. Um, yeah, I, I, I it's tough. It's 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 tough because you know being the guy to shoot down the Falcon, or kill your favorite character. That's that that's a very difficult thing to go through. I guess. I'd have a hard time with that. I would. Yeah, I, I, I would. I think I would certainly ask him. Like, does my character have to be the guy to kill Chewie? Like, could you just move that part to somebody, anybody else? Really? Oh, then you. you you go from like 10 lines to one line after or not even you just go from like 10 lines to a head nod and now you're nobody. I, I, I might do that trade. I don't know if I could live with myself. Oh yeah. Bring it. Imagine I don't like, know. Your, your kids are going to look at, look at you as the guy that killed Chewie. Oh, whatever. You're probably wearing a mask or makeup or whatever. <laughs> Stop trying to make it easier for yourself. Uh, whatever, man. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you stop trying to make it easier. Like, you know, goddamn well, like, none of us are giving up this role. No, I'm trying to make it harder for myself. I'm doing the opposite of what you're saying. Dude, you'd lop Chewie's head off in a heartbeat. Well, like, think back to Mark Hamill. Like, he's ha- he had major creative differences with, with Ryan Johnson over ha- his interpretation of Luke. Major. Like, things that probably made him want to throw up in his mouth. And he didn't walk away. I wonder if there was ever a moment, really, when he was in his in his room on his own or back at his, in, in his trailer, saying, do, "Like, do I need to take a harsh stand here, like to restore what I think Luke is? Like that? That's the level of conflict you have to have with with whatever it is you're asked to do before you really want to walk away." Yeah, big time. But yeah, I mean, and like, think of Hayden Christensen. I'm, I'm, I'm choking my pregnant wife. I'm killing children. Okay, I'll do it. I mean, if if he can do it, I mean, 
what could you really walk away from? Dude, that's acting. Yeah, we're, we're all very well aware. I don't know. Just those seem to me like Anakin's role in a way is almost like the dream role. Like you get the love, you get the anger, you get the just the whole gamut, you know. And then Fandom takes a twenty-year crap on you. Yep. Well, Corey, at least we confirmed it that there's nothing that would make you walk away. Nope. <laughs> not from not from a character direction standpoint, like. It's just the script that would, again, like if there's something that's just totally not Star Wars, Star Wars pulled a 360, you know, then. Well, if it pulled a 360, it would be going in the same direction. Exactly. Oh, my God. 180, whatever. You You know what I'm saying? Oh, that was uh, Yogi Berra type stuff. Seriously. Oh, we love you, Corey. Yeah, yeah. I want to go to bed. <laughs> How many beers? Uh, yeah, they're all gone now, man. There's six gone. How are you feeling? I feel uh, like I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that. Are you deaf? Well, I mean, I, do you still feel sick? Uh, no, I'm just tired. <laughs> I think that's an improvement from feeling like crap like when you first started. Well, I was tired before. I felt, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a big night last night. I'm not as young as I used to be. Oh my god, it's self-inflicted wounds. Nobody has pity. Yeah, well, you know, you got to go out every now and again. You stick your arm in a fire to rescue your smokes. No, no one's stupid enough to throw them in there. I'm trying to save <laughs> you, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Rick. Thanks a lot, man. I w- I, you guys out there, let us know what would make you walk away from a dream role in Star Wars. And that is it for episode 141. It was nice to try a, do, do a longer episode for a change. But th- we've got a long weekend here, so I, we're all off tomorrow. That's why this can happen. But we still have... Well, I work. That's the problem here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you'll be fine. It's a holiday Monday. You'll you're gonna be yeah, nothing's your, happening. Nothing's happening. It's free I'm doing money. About two hours of work. Yeah, free money tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's it, guys. That was a ton of fun, and we there was more questions. We had more, but I think we need to end it right about here and roll those questions over into next week. So, Ashik and Dan and Grabs, Adam and Rick, all from the Facebook group. Thank you so much, guys. Really, really appreciate it. Please. It's awesome. Please keep sending in questions. The the area we can cover when you guys send in questions is so much fun. And I, I really appreciate the uh, the time you took to cr- create these questions for us. So please keep it up for, for future weeks. And uh, that's it. So our powerful friend community consists of one Rob Wade. And we need to thank him for sharing this episode on Emotionally14.com. And uh, check out the Crazy Train podcast by Rob. It's really fun, and you d- you deserve a laugh. You know, it's a, it's a tough world. Take a break. Listen to Crazy Train podcast. And uh, don't forget to check out our pals at the Star Wars Commonwealth Network. That that would include Adam and Andy. You heard from Adam tonight in the uh, in the question section. Go check them out at the Retro Inc. podcast and visit all our friends 
at StarWarsCommonwealth.com or on iTunes as a podcast provider. And guys, you guys feel like disturbing the Sith this week? Absolutely. So, all right, so we're going to do that this week. Michelle will be back, I believe. We'll get a rundown from her about uh, the Hollywood Bowl. And maybe, maybe uh, we'll, see, we'll see if uh, Slash makes an appearance. And uh, don't forget, if you want to hear Sith Disturbers, become a powerful friend by visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. And uh, there's a few tiers there to choose from. And uh, they all have a different uh, little set of prizes. But uh, if that's not in the cards, then please, uh, if you like this podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. That really helps us as well. And uh, so that's it, guys. Carlos, Twitter, where can we find you? See Candido Music, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Carlos Candido on Facebook, carloscandidomusic.com, my website, or uh, jump on the patreon.com slash Carlos Creates. Uh, jump on in. We released a brand new track uh, for uh, the month of August. Uh, people seem to like it. So, um, yeah, just uh, jump on there and uh, give me a little follow. Corey. Well, Kyle, <laughs> Carlos. I mean, that wasn't really guys. that wasn't really your cue. That was just sort of the uh, the nudge. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Just find me on Twitter anytime, every time at Chop Rules with a Z. And you can find me at Tumbling Saber on Twitter, on Instagram, and please come check out our closed Facebook group where it's a lot of fun. All the guys who left questions tonight are active in the group, and uh, we love to just talk about the latest Star Wars news and whatever else is on our minds. So do that. Facebook.com. Look for the closed Tumbling Saber group. And we'll see you there. And that's it for this week. So guys, uh, powerful friends, we'll see you again in Sith Disturbers and everybody else. We'll see you in episode next well, 142 next week. So thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk later. Struggle for the answers. Questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see. Lightning flashes brighter right before my.